Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 71 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And in today's episode, I'm interviewing Molly Schoeneveld, and she has such an amazing background and story. I'm really excited for you guys to get to know her. Molly co-founded the PR firm, The Storied Group, in 2008, and it's a very unique point of view at the intersection of entertainment, hospitality, and luxury lifestyle. She has over 15 years of experience in PR and marketing and has even worked with A-list talent like Olivia Wilde, Kevin Bacon, Gerald Butler, and numerous campaigns for directors and film producers. Her first job was working for producer Brian Grazer at Imagine Entertainment the year that he won the Oscar for A Beautiful Mind. I told you she had an amazing background. This led to working for producers on The Wedding Crashers and then eventually getting to where her career is now. Molly has built a solid reputation for providing great attention and care to every client and has proven success in getting results. She has secured covers and feature stories in domestic and international publications, including Architectural Digest, Vogue, Vanity Fair, In Style, House Beautiful, The New York Times, and much, much more, as well as numerous television segments with national audiences. You guys are in for such a treat today because Molly is going to really start with the basics for us and tell us how you can use media opportunities to build credibility what PR is, how to find the right people to pitch, figuring out what your value is and what to talk about when you actually get an opportunity, and just all the things that honestly I had never really gone into detail with. I literally took like five pages of notes in this interview, so you are definitely going to want to grab a notebook and let's get right to the show. Hey Molly, welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I am super excited to dig into this topic because we have not talked about PR at all on the Crush the Rush podcast. And it is something that I feel like everyone needs to do. And there are so many different ways that you can do it. And so I'm super excited to dig in. And I know you have some really good stuff for us. But first, you also have an amazing background and an amazing career. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do and sort of how you got into this? Sure. So I kind of fell into PR, even though I majored in corporate communication and took a PR class in college. But to be perfectly honest, I didn't even know what PR was when I graduated from college with a degree. Like <laughs> It was so bad and archaic. Um, but I moved to LA from North Carolina when I graduated from college and wanted to work in entertainment. And I did that for a while. I worked for several really big producers. And then 
I really just wanted a job that I didn't necessarily have to stay in LA to do because I was on the producing track. And at the time, it was just all here. I mean, you couldn't live, you know, in another state and do that. So I happened to ask the PR person who was representing the, I brought in to represent the producers that I worked for. And she goes, I'm hiring. If you want a job, it's yours. Like I didn't even have to interview. Oh, wow. And it was the largest PR inter- the entertainment uh, PR firm called PMK. And I just kind of fell into it. And we represented all like A-list celebrities. So it was actors, directors, producers, writers, um, I mean, all people that you would, you would know. So that is how I got my start. And then my sister-in-law launched a maternity clothing line and I ended up quitting my job to partner up with her to launch this maternity line and kind of taught myself how to do more, what we call lifestyle PR, because maternity is not really fashion PR. It's not like working for like (laughs) Chanel, you know, um, And so anyway, after a lot of lessons in realizing that a business partnership is much like a marriage and we were not aligned, Uh um, I ended up going back to work for another lifestyle firm for a couple of actually not very long at all, just long enough to realize that I wanted to be my own boss. And so um, I partnered up with a friend of mine that I worked with at PMK and we just kind of I mean, I think we were just naive enough to real, you know, to just jump in and yeah, just do it first and just did it. And we had clients from the beginning because she had clients that she brought over. And, you know, we just ran our company extremely lean the first few years. But yeah, I've been in business since 2008. And so my firm is obviously in LA and we represent, we do represent actors and experts, but we also represent um, small business owners. So like, interior designers that might have a store or um, entrepreneurs. We've represented um, a really, we represent a really big beauty entrepreneur and we've worked with countless other small business owners from people with cookbooks to, um, I mean, a, a lot of people in the lifestyle world. And then I also represent hotels. So yeah, I love that. Kind of your, a, yeah. your design pictures on your website are gorgeous. So Thank you guys you. Yeah, I'm like obsessed with interior design and everyone, <laughs> I, I get the question of like, why aren't you a designer? But I just, I like to admire the people who really know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So really cool inspiration and background. But the topic that we really wanted to get in today was talking about PR and specifically about various media opportunities to build your credibility. Um, and so if you're new to PR, let's kind of start at the beginning. What are some different areas that you could be featured, especially if you're like a solopreneur, really small and when you hear the word PR, you're like, okay, there's no way I could be in Forbes magazine, which I don't think you could say that you should say that. Cause I think you can be, but, um, what are some of the different areas that you could be featured in? Yeah. So the first thing to understand is that PR is, um, is made up of a lot of different facets and like the, the, you know, the official definition would be like strategic communications between you and the public or your business and the public. And then that has different facets. So whether it's your social media, um, and your brand messaging, or if it's actual publicity, which I think is what you're asking about, which is, yeah. you know, being in magazines, being on television and all of that. So there's a lot of different ways, but I would say that right now, like one of the number one ways is through podcasts. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, you know, we connected because 
you wanted guests for your podcast and I really wanted to be on them because it really does give you a way to talk about your business and show your value. Um, and it has, and they have very niche audiences. So it gives you an opportunity to really speak to your ideal client. Um, but obviously digital publications, like you mentioned Forbes and, you know, it's actually not as hard as you might think to be in on Forbes online. Yeah, um, that's one I mean, of my goals. That's why I asked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I have some tips for you. So it's, it's more about, um, you know, if you want to be an actual Forbes magazine, then that's a little bit more difficult, of course. Yeah. Um, but there's so many opportunities. So, um, but obviously, you know, there, there are still television segments that you can pitch yourself for locally. If you have interest in television, you don't necessarily have to just think about being on the Today Show because, that's obviously very hard and you have to work up to that, but start locally because, you know, pretty much every market has their own kind of morning lifestyle show and they yeah. love to feature small businesses. So it's really just a matter of understanding what it is that, that these particular outlets are looking for and what their audience is going to grasp onto. Yeah, that's really amazing. And I think the ones that I, I tend to think more about are like online um, TV segments. And then a couple that have been successful for me and have helped me are like online conferences, which seem to be mm-hmm. super um, popular right now and being like a guest speaker. Yes. Um, are also good ones. Hey, you, I wanted to pop in here with an exclusive invite to my private Facebook community, Crush the Rush, where I go live every Monday to give you my best tips and tricks on how to run a full-time business on a part-time schedule. Plus, I teach you the strategy and the systems that I use on a daily basis and give you the boost of motivation you need. And there's more. We have guest speakers, monthly workshops, and you get direct access to me and the community to ask questions and really take your goals to the next level. If you love this podcast, you are going to love the Crush the Rush community. You can jump in via the link in the show notes, and I cannot wait to connect more. So, and this is something I'm really bad about, so I'm going to be selfish again, but how do you pitch yourself to the right people? So how do you know like what to say? What should you share? Um, okay. The right time. Okay. So the first thing to, to know about PR and the reason that I have a job is because you do have to do a lot of research to get to the right people, because the worst thing that you can do is pitch yourself to someone that doesn't cover anything related to what you do. Um, so I would recommend, um, make it manageable for yourself because I know that, you know, most of you guys are short on time. So I would say, make a goal because your goal cannot, the goal can't be to be in Forbes magazine because that is just strictly not in your control, right? (laughs) The goal has to be this month, I'm going to reach out to five different writers who write for Forbes. So where you want to start is what I call doing a little healthy competitive research. And I say healthy competitive because I think that we can all get sucked into that hole in social media of like, oh my God, this person's doing this and this person's doing this and my competitor got that and they're on this show and then this magazine and then you feel like crap about yourself. Yeah, That's not what I'm suggesting, but I am suggesting that you do a little Googling and try to find people that are like you and I say this to actors too. It's like, you know, if, if you're an actor who has a guest starring role on the show, 
don't Google what Google, what Julia Roberts is getting or what Reese Witherspoon is getting. Like you have to kind of know um, where you fit in the grand scheme of things to see what other people are getting. And then start looking to see what the writer, where else does that writer write you know, they write for multiple publications. Do they own, do they work strictly for one? Because now we're pitching freelance writers way more than we are editors um, for several reasons. Magazines can't afford to fully staff as many people as they used to be able to do. Yeah. And then also when you make relationships with writers, they typically have an in at more than one publication. So you kind of have the opportunity then to get, you know, to hit more than one publication with just one pitch which is always really nice. So you, you first have to just educate yourself. Um, so you really just kind of want to make yourself a small goal of I'll research three people or I'll research, you know, five people. And then you sort of like a, if you want to be on a podcast, you actually have to listen to more than one episode to fully understand what it is that they're doing so that you yeah. know how you can add value. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because I get these like random pitches to be on this podcast and I'm like, do you even know what I talk about? Like it has nothing then I just ignore it. Um, right. So I think that's really important. How do you choose what you want to speak about? So I have some thoughts on what I've done, but I'm curious like what you should offer. Should you be like giving things away? Like what is the be- what are the best topics to cover? Well, it's kind of going to depend on um, what outlet it is. But before I answer that, I don't want to forget to tell you guys about HARO. If you're not already familiar with HARO, which which stands Mm -hmm. for Help a Reporter Out. And it's an email list that was created by someone in PR and he ended up selling it um, to a company called Cision. But you can basically just subscribe. Like if you Google HARO, H-A-R-O, then yeah. you can get on this list. And then it's it's a list of what certain reporters are looking for. And I've gotten on Fast Company, I've gotten on Forbes, um, just by responding to these inquiries from reporters. Oh, wow. And I think the thing that you have to really take away from, from this is that it's called help a reporter out, not help out Molly Schoenevelt. Right. So it really has to be, you have to come with your pitches of, what value are you bringing? Um, so first of all, keep in mind that everyone has very little attention span and they're getting thousands and thousands of pitches a day, a week or whatever. So you've got to keep it very concise. So your first couple, like you really want to have like two small paragraphs max. And it basically needs to say who you are, you know, kind of what value you bring. And then if I'm pitching a podcast, then I really like to give three to five bullet points. If it's myself that I'm pitching, then then I'll give three to five topics of what I feel like I can speak about based on whatever podcast it is. If it's, um, if it's an article for a magazine, the thing with magazines that you have to understand, whether it's for online or not, is that a lot of times they're doing roundups. So you might have the opportunity to give your expert opinion in like a, in a piece that is including more than just you. So generally magazines want to talk about, they want news. So mm-hmm. like if you're opening a store or if you have some sort of um, story that you can share about overcoming something, that's going to be, if you're talking about business publications, 
they would much rather talk about your obstacles and how you've solved them and your challenges than just talk about how great you are and how successful that you've been. So you always want to think about the challenges that you've overcome because those are always extremely compelling pitches. No, that's super helpful. Um, Do you have any like just general do's and don'ts for putting yourself out there? Yes. And (laughs) for starters, everybody should go and follow the editor in chief of entrepreneur magazine. If you're, if you're interested in getting business press, his name's Jason Pfeiffer. He's just very, very vocal about pitches that he gets the do's and don'ts and all of that. Uh, But something that he just really harps on is that it's not up to the magazine to determine your story angle. Sometimes they will, and they will if you're a celebrity, but as a business owner, you've kind of got one shot. So you've got to read the magazine and understand what it is that they like. Um, So you've got to say, be polite. Like I just did an interview with an editor recently for my um, company newsletter. And she was like, you can't believe the pitches that I get that literally will just say, do you want to feature this? And it just has like a link to photos or something, you know? And she's like, just general manners. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, there there was a a rule, you know, in the last few years where like all the publicists, it's like when you're teaching how to pitch, you, it's kind of common for uh, publicists to try to prove that they've read what you've, what you've done. But sometimes that can come across as disingenuous. So you know, you want to make it clear that you understand what they do, but they're kind of on to that game now, I think. So yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to flatter in a way that's going to be a turnoff. Um, so I think more than anything, it's just really understanding the outlet ahead of time, whether it's a podcast or a magazine. Yeah, I love that. I am, I have not followed Entrepreneur Magazine. And so I literally have notes of like all these things that I need to go do now. So I Great. love this. Um, we talked about consistency a little bit. So you mentioned, you know, instead of setting how many maybe places you want to be featured, try to get into like the day to day of just like pitching yourself once or twice, any other comments around consistency or how often you should be doing getting your, or pitching yourself? Well, you know, I think it's, it can be a challenge to be consistent with this because I know how difficult it is to run a business, especially if you're doing it on the side. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't necessarily put that kind of pressure on yourself. But what I would say is that the way that I come up with topics, whether it's going to be for my blog or whether it's going to be things that I'm going to try to pitch for the media is really just things that happen on a day-to-day basis. You know, like, for example, I got an email um, from someone who was looking for a publicist and they sent an email and they said, the creative director of the company has asked me to do some outreach to some companies. And it just felt very robotic. Yeah. And then I was trying to, I was trying to make a connection. And then in the end, she sent an email back and said, thank you for this. Um, We will be reviewing it with all the other proposals that we got. And I was just like, (laughs) This is the worst email I've ever gotten. And it kind of sparked this like idea for, you know, we all know that you're talking to more than one company, but when you're trying to get 
proposals, it's probably not in the best taste to just outright say, we're going to be comparing you to five other people. Yeah. So I just try to pull from things that happen in my everyday life, running a business to determine what it is that I can actually talk about. And then when I have time or when I've said like, okay, on Friday afternoon, I'm going to take an hour and a half to pitch myself to three places, like making those kind of goals that have, you know, a deadline, I think is better than saying like every week I've got to do X, Y, and Z. Cause I just don't know that that's very realistic. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I love that. Any other just general PR tips that would be helpful before we wrap up? Well, one thing to keep in mind is that getting publicity, like it does so much more than just give you credibility. It's really where it's going to help your SEO. And if you're not familiar, SEO is search engine optimization. And it's it's honestly the way that I have gotten the majority of my, other than just word of mouth, is new business leads. Mm-hmm. Because they find my blog, which I've SEO'd. And a lot of that is because I've, you know, if you Google my name, you'll see a lot of the press hits that I've gotten in the first and second page. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are, th- these media, it's called link building, really. But for for our purposes, we're going to call it, you know, publicity. Yeah. Um, it's going to help people to find you faster. So I would just say that, um, you know, be strategic about the outlets that you feel like you want to be in. Um, And then one other tip, you know, one of my clients, the big beauty entrepreneur, her goal was to be on the cover of Forbes. And when a client tells you that you're just like, oh my God, that's the hardest goal ever. And so we had to think about like, okay, to get a magazine cover, you have to sell issues. Like there's a reason Kim Kardashian is still on the cover of every magazine because she sells them. It's a business. So we decided that we were going to pitch her to the LA Times business section as kind of a stepping stone to that. And I'm not kidding you. I've never, I've never had this happen in my entire career other than this time, but it worked. Forbes saw the piece in the LA Times because it's a really big like office feature. Yeah. And asked her to be on the cover of their richest self-made women issue that was shooting in two weeks in New York. And she was on the cover. Yeah, it was not a standalone cover. But I think sometimes when you have really big goals like that, coming up with smaller things that can kind of help you get there are very beneficial. Yeah, that's amazing. What an amazing success story. So (laughs) that's very inspiring for all of us out there. So last but not least, I always end with uh, three questions and it just gives a little insight into business owners and their routine. So what is your current morning routine? My husband brings me coffee in bed. Oh, that sounds amazing. And I I have a very easy morning and we don't have kids. So all you moms out there are hating me. But yeah, I catch up on, I read the skim every morning and then I catch up on any newsletters and I scroll through social media, which is terrible. And then we've been trying to go for a walk or do yoga or something before we actually start work in the morning. I do love love the skim actually from a time-saving perspective. I feel like- great sort of just like all in one place. I don't miss anything. It's the um, only news that I read. Me too. It doesn't make me, me feel too. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is one resource that's helped you the most in your journey? I would say a book called Story Brand. Oh, I love that book. I give it to all yeah. my clients. Yeah. It's such a great book. It really helps clarify your message. Yeah. His website's really great too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, well, it used to be teleportation because I love to travel, but I think during the pandemic, it would be the ability to uh, predict the future. <laughs> no kidding, right? That, you know, I haven't heard that one, but I started this podcast literally like the day the country shut down and oh teleportation has literally been like every answer. And I was like, just <laughs> question, but I like yeah. your on it. So that's really good. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I have like three pages of notes here. Can oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Why don't you share with everyone what you're up to and where they can find you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at the storied group. My personal Instagram is molly.shoneveld. Um, and then you should sign up for my company newsletter called The Short Story. So if you just go to thestorygroup.com, there's a, a big button there that you can sign up. I send out um, tips and I've done video interviews and it's a, it's a lot of fun. I try to pack in a ton of value. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 